No international players, no problem for Football Leagues 1 and 2. Welcome back to the FL Sesh podcast. Welcome back to the FL Sesh podcast. I am one half of uh, of Joe and Andy, your, your illustrious hosts. Um, yes, international break, but have no fear. That doesn't stop, well, it doesn't stop half of the FL anyway. We've got um, one game from League One and three games from the uh, the undefeated People's Champion League, uh, League Two, to, to review for your audio pleasure. We'll have... Um, all the classics. We'll have the Predictions League back again. No Canvey Island update. They're, they're bored of winning, unfortunately. So uh, we'll just have to anticipate their victory this upcoming weekend instead. And um, and who knows? Maybe some some fun little bits of information, some fun little tidbits along the way. But before we go any further, without further ado, Andy, how are you? How, how are you going today? Yeah, I'm I'm going well, mate. I'm not too bad. Um, it's been a it was a nice relaxed weekend, really, and mm. uh, chilled out. Um, I watched the England game on Friday and was very very underwhelmed, and it made me miss the EFL greatly. But luckily, yeah. there was a, definitely a few games to whet the appetite uh, this weekend. So, looking forward to uh, get into it with you, mate. Exactly, the football league saving the weekend once again. Um... Uh, a note as well that I've forgotten to say is that Andy and I are actually on our own international breaks next uh, next week, jetting off to uh, support our international sides. So, unfortunately, yeah, you'll be you'll be EFL sesh podless next next Monday. But hey, why not take the the chance to go back in time, listen to a few of the old ones, see where it all started, and then uh, and and wait in joyful anticipation of the. The, the mega pod, the bumper pod the week after. Um, I can hear people chomping at their earphones in in readiness for that. Yeah, exactly. They, they can't wait, Andy. They can't wait. Yeah, no, the, the bumper episode will be great. So we'll obviously have pretty much two game weeks to go through. So it will be... We'll probably do it in a very like quick way, so we'll try and we try we try and keep it into this kind of hour slot, so it's not too not too long. But um, yeah, we'll certainly rattle through all the game weeks, and I think the table will look very different in two in a week's time, even that in, in that. So we can definitely dissect that a bit more. Uh, also, I think um, as the championship wasn't on this week, Joe, we could also at the end of this episode potentially look at our what our predictions were um, at the start at the start of the season and look at kind of how the table is now and do a little bit of a dissection of that. Maybe we can do that this episode as well. We can indeed, yes. Yeah, it, it's it's not looking good, bruv. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 do it anyway. Not not yeah. we're, we're not uh, we're not we're not ones to hide from our past selves. Exactly, hundred percent. We we'll take it on the chin. We very much stand by our judgment, and you know. It's a long road, but eventually we will be right, and we will get it right because we are the EFL Sesh gurus. So you know, it's 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 all win. It's all all positivity from here, even if it may look like blung, blung, glum, negativity from from today. So it's all good. But shall we get cracking, Joe? Let's do it. Let's get stuck in. Good. Let's do it. So starting off in League One because there wasn't many League One games due to actually 
you realise actually how many international players still play and like, actually play in League One? Like, because obviously when international weekends are on, games postponed based on, I think, isn't it like two or three first team players yeah, if they've I, got international duty? The game I can think be, it's be. three. I think if yeah. you've got three, but I think a heavy caveat is it doesn't matter what pretend country they play for either. So you've got a bunch <laughs> of people trotting out for Antigua um, yeah, yeah. and sort of, yeah, some far flung countries. Um, that they they have limited association with, which I'm I'm all here for. To be fair, like if my nan was from Barbados, then sign me up. I'd be on that plane tomorrow. Um, but yeah, Get in it's, there, yeah, yeah, it's it's three three players of of dubious claim, dubious nationality claims, uh, and then you can request a postponement. Well, exactly. So, so the, due to that fact, um, and whatever country these players are playing for, there was quite a lot of postponed games in League One. But um, we do have one game we'd like to review, and maybe because you know we, we we can't talk about League One without actually initially talking about Leighton Orient's two game winning streak. You know what? What on fire was that the weekend? We're on um, fire. On fire, mate, and. All the defences in League One are certainly terrified. It's definitely one of them ones. But uh, the game we're going to review, and maybe Joe, do you want to take this one and uh, I'd love to talk about Blackpool Stevenage, mate? I'd love to. And as much as it pains me to regale you of a of a tale of Steve Evans losing, if I must, if I must, I will. I'll do it for all of the FL Sesh podcast fans. Um, Blackpool three, Stevenage nil. It's a, it's a crying shame. It really is. Uh, first half, nothing doing really. A couple of yellow cards, classic Steve Evans. Um, nothing happening. But then 38 minutes, our hero, EFL hero, Jordan Rhodes, steps up, bangs one in, goes into halftime, 1-0 up. It's it's a great time to score. It's a great time to score. Five minutes-ish before halftime, changes the team talk. Steve Evans, you know, he's he's got he's got nothing in his locker. He just he just can't he, he can't motivate a team, clearly. Um Neil Critchley, on the other hand, he got in there. He's like, you know, good good work, boys. Let's not hold on to this. Let's, you know, pedal to the metal. And it, exactly that. That is exactly what happened. Steve Evans, he's throwing subs about like nobody's business. He does use all five though. Fair play. Like credit to him. But he's you know he's throwing subs about desperately chasing the game. Owen Dell, 60th minute, 2-0 Blackpool sending Stevenage packing. 18 minutes later, CJ Hamilton, 3-0. Um, it's game over. It's game over. Um, nothing doing for the rest of the game other than Neil Critchley looking Steve Evans in the eye going, don't think you can, don't think you're gonna win the substitute battle. I'm gonna bring on 287th and 89th minute sub. So I've also used all five. Well done to both managers. Um, and then again, Critchley just he, utter domination, total domination in this game, also wins the throw-in battle, 26 to 23. It, they had it all. Blackpool had it all. Um, I think more generally, more broadly, I was a bit critical of Blackpool at the start of the year because mm. I didn't think they were living up to their pre-season billing, um, not scoring enough goals, playing it a bit safe. But clearly, it was just a springboard because recently they've been, yeah, they, they've been fairly rampant, um, fairly yeah. free-scoring, um, keeping clean sheets when it matters. I think they're 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 back on track. Well, well done, Neil. I agree. I, you know, I, I don't think we're actually talking about Jordan Rhodes enough, really. I, th- mm. I think he, like, he is a brilliant EFL striker, uh, but he is obviously, you know, getting on a bit. He's definitely in the twilight of his career, but it's still great seeing him getting contributions. And I think an incredibly smart bit of business by Blackpool to, for, you know, I think many teams will take Jordan Rhodes in their League One team, surely, even if he was like a squad player. But 
it's just I, I think he's gone through a period certainly where maybe he's lost his love for football. I don't know. He's always seemed someone that has a you know he's he's got the ability definitely and he knows where the goal is. But I feel like the last few years he's just stagnated and I think he's it's nice to see him actually enjoying his football again you can see he's actually just loving being out there and sometimes you just need to join a team which really believe in you manager like Neil Critchley seems like a you know a guy that's you know got tactical nuance but seems to be just a generally nice guy so probably his people management skills are are decent and when you you know you're wanted and you you, you kind of like you know you have that arm around you it does wonders and getting a goal and assist in this game it's just it's just brilliant to see and Again, I, I echo your point. Really poor start for Blackpool. And we were we were worried for Neil. I think for the first few games, it was like completely underwhelming for a team that has you know some really really good quality players, especially for League One um, in that squad. And it was just really wasn't firing. But I think that's you know f- you know four wins out of their last six. That's you know and and sharp to nearly outside the playoffs now in in League One. You know it's it's certainly they, they remind me now of going on like a Middlesbrough run. They seem to be like the Middlesbrough of League. Of League One, I think, because they had a shocking start, but now on the up. Um, for Stevenage, you know, I, I think they will even say they've probably, you know, they're in a position where they probably wouldn't be expecting to at the start of the season. So I, I don't think many, you know, Stevenage fans will be too disheartened by the by the uh, by the game because they've had an excellent start. They've taken to League One like like duck to water. They're still in the playoff zone. You know, one result's not going to dictate your season. So I wouldn't say it's anything to worry about so much. Their home form, I think, is the one that's going to keep them, you know, in that, in you know, maybe not in the playoffs zone, because I don't think they'll stay in the playoffs, but definitely in that kind of top mid-table shuffle kind of element. So mm. um, I wouldn't say it's nothing really to worry about, but, you know, a great result for Blackpool. And yeah, like you said, domination in every sense of the word, shots on target, shots got, you know, shots on possession, the throwing stats, which is obviously the most important stat of the yeah, day, the right? So, That's what everyone's looking at these days. So you love to see it. And um, yeah, no, really, really good game, actually. And uh, yeah, like you said, really good times to score goal just for half time, midway through the second half. And then kind of like you can get to that 80 minute period where, you know, that they could get a goal back, but just killing the game off 3-0, it's always going to be, you know, that point. That's the now in the coffin. That's three points. Thank you very much. See you later. Mm. Yep, agreed. And just before we move on, a special shout out to a player that I have never seen before. I don't know where this guy came from. Terence Van Kooten just popped up on Saturday playing for Stevenage. I presume he's only been picked because of his name, because that is that's right up there. Um, yeah, and it's, right. it's, one of, it's one of those good ones as well that I presume I'm saying correctly as well. There doesn't seem to be any any trickery going on. Um, I mean, Terence, if I am pronouncing Van Kooten wrong, or Terence for that matter, Feel free, kiss a bell. But I, I think I've nailed that one. To, to be fair, that that back I'm just looking at that back line, the names. Freeman Piergiani or Pier- oh, that's it. I Piergiani. think that's bang on. Well done. Yeah. Maybe Van you Kooten, should do the pronunciations. Thompson and Forster K- Kasky. Forster, yep. Forster Kasky. What there's some absolute belters in that in that back line. So, you know, they get that's 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 what's gonna get them through the season, my friend. It doesn't matter about the football but football ability, it's uh the a prowess of their surnames so you know that's what we love to see um on that tangent well then that is literally <laughs> our league one review so let's um let's have a look at the table mm. um obviously you know there's been some movement but obviously some teams didn't play and there's it seems to be at the i see at this table and there's teams that have played 11 games some teams that have played 13 games it's all a bit of a mess but it will sort itself out don't worry but um even after um not i don't think Portsmouth played this weekend but uh 
they they're still top of the league, twenty eight points, um, five straight wins, love and life, and same with Oxford. Didn't play at the weekend, but still se- still second on twenty seven, which is great. Barnsley um, on twenty two points after twelve games. Peterborough and Stevenage now bang on same twenty one games, but Stevenage twenty one points. Sorry, but Stevenage played game more. And Bolton after playing eleven games, so again got some got some games in hand now to um got some game in hand to kind of make up the ground. What's what's your view on this? Because I've always been really interested. Games in hand or points on the board? I don't really I you know, throughout the season, I don't know. I, I I've I've always sat on the fence because I always seen like if you're in a relegation battle and teams have games in hand over you, I think I'd be more scared than have it. I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't know what you mean. I, it's, well, it's, a, it's a 50-50 for me. It's interesting. I'm a big points on the board guy. Yeah. I think uh I, I yeah, I think that either actually I think it makes more points on the board at the bottom of the table mm. much more important than games in hand. Because presumably you know, if you're at the bottom of the table, you just you're crap anyway. Um, yeah. so like to presume that they're gonna win games is probably a bit of a stretch. But maybe at the top it's a bit more of a an advantage, but then again, it's more pressure, isn't it? If you if you if you know what points you're on, because you haven't got any more games to play, yeah, you are where you are, um, yeah, and you can kick your feet up. Whereas if you're sort of chasing someone down, mm, I I know what position I'd rather be in. I'd rather be sitting above someone points having played board, a game yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I think that's a fair statement. I think maybe when you're at the top of the table, games in hand can be vital because they mm. know kind of. Okay, we need to win these two games, so it kind of gives a bit of focus. But as you said, when you're at the bottom of the table, you don't know when your next win's coming, right? So you'd rather mm. you don't really care in that sense. You, you are where you are for a reason. Exactly that. Good. Okay. Well, then um, after the you know this this game week, we have Fleetwood in twenty first, still eleven games, eight points. Reading again, six points. Really, really hard to see that. Wigan. Again, four, four, four straight losses. They're really in the mud at the moment. Twenty uh, third with five points, and Cheltenham Town, um, two points uh, still. Um, <laughs> but obviously, last week they had their their crowning moment, their first goal in the league after eleven games, which was unbelievable, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is your League One table. Um, obviously, just before we go, Leighton Orient up to the dizzy heights of tenth in the league mm. right now. It's it's just stuff you love to see, isn't it? Absolute stuff you love to see. Yep, wild, wild. And if we, without that game abandonment as well, we would be, uh, well, we wouldn't be in the playoffs. We'd be on the same points as sixth place, the heady heights of the playoffs. So, nuts, yeah, long, long may that continue. Yeah, you must just be... announced actually they're replaying that game in full. So, speaking oh, of games doing. in hand, yeah. So, Lincoln will have to come and beat you again, I'm afraid. <laughs> beat you again love it good to see well they are 16th so you know but it's only two points between you and them so it's definitely that there is certainly in league one at the moment that kind of mid-table shuffle between like ninth and 17th there's only three points between ninth and 17th so mm. that's uh definitely packed up certainly how dare cool. you we're not we're not looking down no, up, no, absolutely upwards only yeah champions mate it's, yeah it's all here, here. come back yeah, you're gonna come back. You're gonna do a you're gonna do a Pompey, go and beat him for the rest of the season, and romp to the league with about eight games to go. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. you heard it here first. And and you are you are winning in the predictions league, so I think that's that's a given. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Just uh, just just put a bet on it. 
you know, and just thank me later. Just thank me later. <laughs> cool. Well, let's go into League Two then, and let's talk about um, the first game. So we're going to go through three games because um, there was majority of the games played in League Two mm. um, this this game week. So we'll start with uh, Notts County Mansfield, which was a bit of a wild game. If I'm being totally honest, it was the early kickoff on uh, on uh, Saturday, mm. um, but. It was certainly a game that lived up to expectations. It was Notts County 1, Mansfield 4. Um, we say Notts County have been on an absolutely brilliant run recently. You know, they they were top of the league, um, you know, flying, taking to League 2 again, like uh, Stevenage, like a duck to water, brilliant play. And they started at flying. Crowley on three minutes gets a goal. You, you'd like to think at the time that's going to set the tone and uh, get them on their way to a, another three points. But one thing I suppose we haven't really talked about with Mansfield is that I think in terms of stats, they are the stats monsters of this League Two team. Mm. I think they've had most shots, most goals. They've had best play. You know that they've they've really been cooking in terms of overall general play. And I, I feel like these Mansfield fans are getting a feast for their eyes in terms of the football they're playing. And um, certainly, certainly Cluffy's getting getting the tune out of this team. And yeah. Reed gets a goal on the 24th minute, so it's a different half-time team talk at half-time. You know, one all games quite easily poised. Seems to be probably a little bit of a touchy start of the second half in the first 15 minutes. And then and then uh, on the 70th minute, Cargill gets a goal uh, to make it 2-1 Mansfield. And then straight after that, really, four minutes after, Blink gets a goal on the 74th. And then Aikens makes the game safe. 4-1 on the 81st minute. What a brilliant away performance and against a team that were certainly flying. And this, to me, sounds... This this to me feels like a real... Maybe the one of the biggest statement wins, I think, maybe on for an away performance of the season so far in League 2. Really, really strong. And, like, you know, I, I don't think many teams will go to Notts County. Meadow Lane's a massive stadium as well. Like, it's one of the biggest stadiums in the league. You know, sixteen, you know, sixteen and a half thousand for a League Two game is uh, it's pretty nuts to be fair. That's a good, that's a good attendance. And the way that Notts County been playing, didn't see this result coming, but clearly, uh, clearly Mansfield were here for the party, and you know, it takes them up to third in the league, and certainly a a, a team to look out for, I think, for me for the rest of the season. But you'd be surprised actually Luke Williams for Notts County only using two of his subs that's like what's what's he playing at there you go that's what that's what did for him you know exactly that's that's the ultimate only reason why mm. why that you know and and not the fact that Dave McGoldrick got a yellow card I think for arguments as well so that'll make you even happier Joe uh, yep. that McGoldrick got booked a bit of passion <laughs> a bit of passion for the league league two uh or league two player that no, you can't you don't understand or you uh, mm. getting um, in terms of the stats, though, it seems that you know, uh, Notts County had most of the ball, probably expect that at home. But just look at these, right? Expected goals from Mansfield 2.34 to 1.12 in Mansfield's favor, 21 total shots, 21 for an away team. That's you know, that's very rare that you get an away team getting 21 shots against a team that top of the league. Um, nine shots on target, four goals, you know, pretty much 50% conversion rate. So that's excellent. Um, it just seems it was just one way. After that start, it's been one way traffic. It seems that Mansfield have had, you know, they're unbeaten in five, but three draws. But feels like this was probably their biggest win of the season. I think Notts County probably had a 
you know, sometimes when teams come up from top from a lower divisions, they obviously have a really good start. Maybe sometime, maybe sometimes this will do them some good. Maybe you do need a humbling. They did a hum, have a humbling at Sutton on the first game of the season, but this feels like their first proper like humbling and a stopping of a run which has been from the start of the season, which has been nothing short of phenomenal. So maybe they needed they needed this to kind of refocus them, get them back into a mindset, and and maybe they took this game for granted and just kind of, you know, thought, oh, okay, well we're at home, we're in a good run of form, it's going to be easy. Maybe they needed this result to kind of refocus them and realize that you know anyone can beat anyone in League Two. This is the kind of this is why we call it the People's Champions League. Um, what about you, Joe? What, what that's, that's great. What I'm taking from it is I think you should be a football manager. You're, tra- <laughs> you're, you're managing to spin somehow a 4-1 home loss into something of a positive. But, oh, yeah. they, they needed it, actually. They they wanted to lose 4-1. You know, no. this is the, yeah, exactly. the catalyst they need. No, I, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I guess they you know they did all right, but they, they, they missed out on the key statistics. If, if nothing else, we've been pretty diligent about our key statistics substitutions they've lost 5-2 with Nigel Clough realizing in the 80th minute oh god I haven't used one like we're going to let in four goals in the last 10 minutes and we're going to lose 4-3 no he brings on his first in the 78th and they get the fourth immediately the process works and then he makes four more subs between the 81st minute and the 97th minute when they finish and they win 4-1 so you know that that that's just what happens that just makes sense and um and, you know, the, the throwing stats, they lose 25-21, but they've remained competitive. They've kept themselves in the game by winning lots of throws. And it's a no-brainer, really. It, follow follow the process, follow the statistics, you win the games. Um, also, it would seem that whenever Notts County play Sam Slocum or Sam Slocum or whoever he says last name in goal, yeah. they leak. He's played twice in the league this year and they've let in nine goals across those two games. <laughs> so, I, I don't... And I, I was looking feverishly as to why Aiden Stone was dropped and there does not seem to be a reason so if I was him I'd be furious yeah what, what's going on I mean to be fair he is not also he's he's leaking like I mean I think he's letting in 1.4 goals a game so he's also not got the, the most incredible statistics of all time at the moment but yeah I, I don't know I don't know what's going on there it is who does Luke Williams think he is, eh? Michael Mikel, Mikel Arteta summing his keepers around. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's very, very true. I just saw a random stat about Mansfield that then they're now unbeaten in 12 away games. That's pretty, that's an incredible statistic, right? That's yeah, very, it is, very good. It is good. See, uh, these stats there all the time in that. So this year, they, they are officially unbeaten in 13 games, but yeah, they've yeah. drawn eight of them. Like, yeah. like, uh, yeah. It's all very well being unbeaten, but actually, I'm sure they did this a few years ago as well. Um, I don't know if it was last year or maybe the year before. They went on some ludicrous run where they hadn't lost a game, but they had been drawing all the time. And they ended up finishing about seventh because that's just where you finish if you draw more games than yeah. you win. Um, no, that's a bad result. I'm just saying. I think people get so hung up on those like runs and things like that when actually... Well, I mean, the two teams above them have both lost three games this year. So yeah. Win more, win more, draw less, get more exactly. throws, and use more subs. Those points are the board, three man. points yeah, on the board, and points on the board exactly. And occasionally, <laughs> you need to lose four-one to keep your eye in. There are yeah, exactly. sort of five top tips. Yeah, exactly. Keep 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 humble. Don't get too yeah. arrogant, and keep your head in the game. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Anyways, we will move on. And Joe, can you talk to us about 
Walsall and still currently managerless Gillingham, right? Yes, I, I, I would love to. And I'd also like to say uh, the inference was from from some camps that we haven't spoken about Walsall a lot this year. And I'd like to rubbish those claims. I, I did the maths. I now have a table of how many times we have mentioned each team. Not individually, obviously. I'm not mad. But as in, like, when we've spoken about them, both in terms of... And I've, I've chopped it up. Half of it is Amazing. Predictions League. And half of it is whether they were, you know, an EFL Sesh podcast featured game. And um, they have actually been... I mean, they haven't made an appearance in the Predictions League, to be fair, so sorry about that. But they have been on the featured game list three times mm. to Gillingham's two. So they, they've they've won that battle and they won the, uh, the, the much less important but equally as interesting uh, match on Saturday. 4-1, a drubbing, a home drubbing. Um, you've got a pretty drab first half up until the 34th minute where... Warsaw break free. They unshackle themselves. Isaac Hutchinson steps up, bangs one in, 34. Freddie Draper, assisted by Isaac Hutchinson, 39 minutes, going half-time, 2-0 up. Game would appear to be over. Um, 58 minutes, Isaac Hutchinson gets another. I would say the game is over now. Oh, what's this? 60th minute, Macaulay Bond. Macaulay Bond. Bless up, what a player. Um Gets one back for Gillingham, 3-1. You're thinking, oh, hang on, what's going on here? A flurry of yellow cards follow um, for seemingly unrelated things. But yeah, game got spicy for about 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> um, and then Isaac Hutchinson completes his hat-trick and completes an outstanding afternoon of football, to be fair. Three three goals and an assist. Um, makes it 4-1 to Warsaw. Game's over. Shadrach Oji, again, shout out my guy. Gets a 95th minute yellow card just for a laugh, um, and 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 that's it. That's that's all he or she wrote. Um, Stats watch very disappointing for your average um, for your average fan. Uh, four subs used by Keith for Gillingham and and two used by Mister Nobody for Warsaw. Throw-ins, even the throw-in stat letting us down massively. Nineteen throw-ins for Warsaw and twenty-seven for Gillingham. Like nobody nobody likes that. Um, yeah, that that that's it really. Uh, I think the focus really needs to be on dispelling the myth that we don't talk about Warsaw because for a mid-table team, they've they've had they've had many a feature on the FL Sesh podcast. So put your pitchforks away, guys. Love that, love that. Mm. I love that you've uh, broken down every team and basically seen how many, much we featured them. So yep. there that, are that only went... across all three leagues. So you've got seventy-two teams. There are only seven. That we have not explicitly dedicated time to talking about in a in a featured game. So, apologies, Rotherham, West Brom, Carlisle, Lincoln, Shrewsbury, Grimsby, and Wimbledon. Your time will come, but play better football, be involved in better <laughs> games, and then you will grace the podium. Love that. No, um, I, I think I think this was a this was a very good result for obviously for Walsall's purpose, and you know that it's allowed them to shoot up the table a little bit back into the kind of like mid table shuffle. Um, but it, it, it's, it's still, it still baffles me. I, I just don't get why they made that change from uh, Neil Harris at Gillingham. It just doesn't mm. seem, it seems to have like stirred, stirred the pot. That really got a, I don't think they've got, they're still using their assistant, right? Keith Miller, right? Is that yeah. 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 Assistant, yeah right? Still Keith. Um, who, who got? Who got? Actually, I forgot. He got sent to the stands. Actually, he got his got his red card to the uh, at the weekend for for arguing. So superb. 
yeah, well, well done on that re- that 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 result. <laughs> Only positive. Oh, actually, I'm poorly done getting the goal, but yeah, yeah, it's, they're on a bit of a run. They're on a bit of a losing run at the moment. Gillingham, mm. it's not really working out. They got pumped five-one by Portsmouth on on the weekend last weekend, and uh, and then losing four-one. So that's uh, nine goals conceded, two scored in the last two games, and uh, yeah, I I feel like Gillingham. I don't know. They need to sort their manager ASAP because they need, and this is a good time to do it because it's international break, but it seems it may be getting a bit too late for them to really come in and make a real stamp stamp on this team. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes. It might be a case that Keith Millen stays in charge maybe for till January and then they bring in someone new. Who knows? Mm. Really, it, it seems to be on the outside a bit of a mess. Yeah, um, well, It's funny because actually I think after our discussion last week on it, some slightly more up to the information came out. And apparently the reason why they sacked him was sort of his his style of play. They weren't they didn't like his style of play, to which I would reply, what, you don't like winning games? Yeah. I don't I don't, I don't in League Two, I'm not sure beggars can be choosers in League Two, to be honest. I sort of feel like winning and going up the table should be enough. That is in itself an acceptable style of play. But Agreed. no, that the the football aficionados filling the stands at Gillingham just wouldn't accept anything but ticky tacker football. I think not. I mean, where the hell does that come from? Ludicrous. So true. Oh, well, th- there is one manager that is available. Um, if Gillingham mm. are listening to this podcast, so obviously at the time of recording and happened today, Graham Alexander has lost his job at MK Dons. So he's mm. just been sacked as of today. So, um, I suppose immediate reaction to it is brilliant start they had but definitely saw it coming they've been nothing short of trash i think for the last like six or seven <laughs> weeks um shipping in goals for fun for a team like mk dons they should be at least league one level in my opinion you know they they're struggling at the moment on barren run and something had to give and i think probably it was sort of justified i do feel sorry for him because i do like graham alexander he seems just a nice guy and uh but I think he was he was obviously at Salford, wasn't he? he was at Salford, Graham Alexander for a bit, mm. and then he obviously now gone to MK Dons, which probably is sort of an upgrade in terms of stature of club. Um, but yeah, it just hasn't worked out for him the last few weeks, and I think it was it's time. So Gillingham, you've got you got a manager that you could just appoint ready, he's ready to go. Um, what about you, Joe? What's your reaction to Graham Alexander? So I agree MK Dillon should be higher at the table. And I think they have not had a good run of games recently. But is that the barometer now then? Like six mm. or seven games and then you get the sacks. I think yeah. who legitimately do MK Dons think they're going to get? Well, maybe Neil Harris, to be fair. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll true. Just do, we'll just do a big like, switch. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like what what the hell are we talking about? Like the, <sighs> I don't understand how you can go from being manager of the month in August to having, yeah, a dicey September, don't get me wrong. But there's still only six points off the playoffs. Like, it's not like they're cut adrift at the bottom, yeah. of the bottom of the league. To actively sacking that manager with seemingly nobody waiting in the wings to come in, although maybe, they've already, maybe they're appointing someone live. Maybe they're making a mug of me as I speak. Um, it, it seems a bit weird, to be honest. What, like 16, 15, 16 games he had overall? Like uh, and and actually historically he's always done pretty well at every club he's been been with, um, all around the same level as well. Fleetwood forty percent win rate, Scunthorpe forty seven percent win rate, Salford forty eight percent win rate. 
Hmm. Like that, that, those are win rates that get you promoted or get you in the conversation to be promoted. Um, so, I don't know. It might be a stroke of genius, but I don't, moment, I don't get it. At the time of recording, it looks like Mike Williamson, who's the Gateshead manager, is the early favourite to take over um, and paid ons. Um, so, yeah, interesting one. So, is it, hang on, is that the the Mike Williams, the Mike like Williamson. the, the centre back Mike Williamson, like the Newcastle centre back, uh, the former Lincoln and Portsmouth man? Oh no, sorry, that's Danny Cowley, isn't it? Um, no, it just says it just says I've just seen Mike Williamson. He might be, m- might well be. Yeah, I've just so it is. It's just that centre back from. Newcastle. So he's been at Gateshead since 2019. Here you go. We're getting a live stuff. Oh, Mike Williamson. Yes. Yes. It's, 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 it's all lanky guy. Mike Williamson. Flipping it. Yeah. Blimey. That's oh, wild. That oh. is absolutely wild. What a crazy, crazy move that would be. He says so never managed above the National League North, where he was admittedly the manager of the season, but woof. Okay. That's a roll <laughs> of the dice. All five of Milton Keynes Don's fans will be up in arms if that doesn't work out. Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know, I, I really don't know who the next Gillingham uh, manager is going to be either. That's just uh, well, let me just have a quick look. But Pe- Pep Guardiola clearly he's the only acceptable choice at this point for them. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, so who's it saying is who's who is the number one favorite here? I'm looking at the odds. Looking at the odds. One second as of live. So they're saying that um, who's the Carl Robinson is the uh, is is the favourite at the moment ah, of MK Don's fame. Well, I'll tell you right now, having been subjected to watching MK Don's teams when he was their manager, that is not a style of play. That is not a style of football that that you would want. I mean, Fair enough. <laughs> that is. Proper old school Brexit ball stuff we're talking about here, um, and don't come at me with this old Deli Alley rubbish. De- like I could have managed Deli Alley in League One. Like, yeah. let's not get it twisted. Like that, what a crate. Huh. Well, I guess it's just the odds, isn't it? That's not the appointment, but if, if it is, colour me shocked, Andy. <laughs> and as you would say, worth. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently. I don't know where that came from either. I was, I was, so, <laughs> I was clearly very shocked indeed. <laughs> seems be, that seems to be your custom reaction to things. Mm. Oh, woof. That's, uh, that's, 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 a, that's a Joe Weaver special, that is, certainly. There we go. Well, let's stop digressing and let's think, mm. talk about the last game we're going to review today. And uh, that's going to be the mighty Forest Green Rovers versus Colchester United. And mm. uh, this is certainly a game that Colchester. I know we talked about them a couple of weeks ago where they had their unbelievable 5-4 win against Scots County, which was mm. an unbelievable game. But they got certainly certainly a pasting. They had their tummies well and truly tickled by Forest Green Rovers, who were languishing at the bottom of the league. I don't know if they still are, actually. They might be still bottom of the league. Second no, for bottom now. Second yeah. bottom now, yeah. clawed their way up. Propelled them. Um, mm. But they got humbled 5-0 uh, against Forest Green. Um, Forest Green, dominant win at home. Morton gets a goal on the 41st minute, so clearly the first 40 minutes were completely out of garbage, but that's absolutely fine. We don't care. The really good time to score. Um, 
similar to the to the uh, Blackpool game, um, like forty one or like near the near the end of the first half is a really good time to score. Kind of saps the energy out of the uh, the trailing team. Um, and it's good halftime team talk clearly because McAllister comes out in the 60, 65th minute, gets a goal um, to make it 2 0. Taylor, 77 minutes, five, uh, 3 0. And then Stevens, 79th minute, makes it home and hose, 4 0. Game's over anyway by that point. And then scores in garbage time, 90 plus 3 to get a brace and uh, send the Forest Green Rovers the Bolt New Lawn Stadium into raptures and a very, very happy bunch. Um, yeah, this this was a game, and and it's great to see Matthew Stevens coming on as a seventy fifth minute uh, substitute and getting two goals. Stuff you love to see, like that's good management. You know, you know, Matthew Stevens has been a player that's been pretty good for him for the last fair few seasons, isn't he? And he's propelled them to the dizzy heights of League One at one point. Um, but it's, yeah, well, actually, if we if we look at if we look at David Horseman's absolute superb subs, Matthew Stevens, 75th minute, two goals. Matt Taylor comes on the 75th minute goal. Sean Robertson, 75th minute, gets an assist. Unbelievable. That is mm. superb stuff. And nine substitutes used by both teams. You know, stuff you love to see. Not the full 10 we were looking at, but in all aspects, right, it's completely out of domination. 61% possession for Forest Green, 39 for Colchester. 2.5 expected goals for Forest Green, only 0.62 for Colchester, which is dreadful. 14 shots to six in in uh, Forest Green Rovers' favour. 10, 10 shots on target. Five goals, 50% hit rate. Not bad at all. And again, shots on target for Colchester. One in the whole game. That is awful. That You know, you know you're the away team. And you don't expect to have so much possession and so many shots, but only mustering one shot on target in the whole game. And I don't think that was until like the 75th minute anyway. It's just, it's a recipe for disaster. And this, from the dizzy heights that they had last few weeks, they've had, you know, two poor results, losing Newport, losing at home to Morecambe, which is a bad result. And now we're losing 5-0. I worry for him. I really worry for Colchester. And they've always been flirting around that kind of League 2 relegation zone for the past couple of seasons. And yeah, it, it's a tough one. They've got a game in hand over Forest Green, but like we've said, points on the board is you know, mm. mean prizes, right? So same goal difference. And when you're losing to a relegation rival, that's really going to put, you know, thoughts in your head and brings negativity into the club and makes, you know, makes you very much a, you know, a potential whipping boy of the league when you're in that kind of bad rut and it's it, most teams will come to them and think oh yeah we can do them the lack of a uh, lack of a uh, confidence uh forgot obviously Ming, mingy minji uh, minji obviously i think early in the game gets a gets a red card as well um, oh that's that's uh, rogue yeah. i was yeah. put i was putting in your pronunciation duty but i would i'm gonna go the hard j mingy j mingy yep that's that's what i'm gonna go with play it very oh. safe just after half time as well, forty seventh minute. You know, you're one nil down. You're still in the game. Get a forty seventh minute, forty seventh minute kind of like red card is just you know. That, yeah, it's it's not it's not huge brain maneuvers that one. Two minutes after half time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's two yellows as well. So he gets a, gets a yellow card on the on the tenth minute, and then he's tr- he's he's just thinking, okay, let's just get through to half time, and then just completely forgets that he's come out for the second half and just <laughs> stupid stuff and. Uh, 
yeah, gets a gets a second yellow, which is always an uphill battle. But yeah, I think for this is more for Colchester were absolutely dreadful, but this will do Forest Green the world of good. They've been on a you know lost the last you know lost their last four games and then did did beat Walsall five three away, which was a bit of a rogue result. And then they've scored another five goals, so that's ten goals in the last two games. Just scoring goals breeds confidence within the team, and they may be able to go on a run now and get themselves out of the predicament because. The way they were looking, I was thinking Forest Green could have gone for back-to-back relegations at this point. But, you know, this this could be a catalyst, right? And let's hope it is. But, yeah, um, a dreadful game for Colchester, but one Forest Green will remember for a while. What about you, Joe? Mm, well, yeah, that's comprehensive. I think the only, uh, the only things I've got to add, really, are, yeah, I wouldn't have a lot of faith in Colchester utilising that game in hand very well. Because if I remember correctly, it's, it's against Swindon. Yeah. It was still rampant at the minute so whoops and throwing count obviously 31 apiece so 62 number one, 62 throw-ins in the game i think is you know the record since we made the stat relevant so there, there's our high watermark and also it makes colchester's inability to score even worse how do you not convert one of your presumably 31 long throw-ins into the box i mean what you're doing? Get a set piece coach in immediately. Get some heads on that on those throw-ins. Um, yeah, completely agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think there's anything else really to talk about this game. I think it's just it's just let's see how Colchester react to this whip loss, and let's see how Forest Green react to this this big win. So it'll be interesting to see in the next few weeks how how each team diverts, and uh, you never know. We might be talking about Colchester again next week, and they may have a absolute triumphant victory. This league provides ample amounts of entertainment and said any team can beat anyone. Um, you know, we're looking at Walsall beating Gillingham, which maybe not a you know, not as a shock result as we maybe thought of, but mm. any team can beat anyone, certainly. Any last final points, Joe, or should we get into the old League Two table? Give, give us a table. Come on. Let's give let's have that table. table. I, I only want the table. I'm desperate to get to the table because finally <laughs> one of my predictions is coming true. So Okay. Yeah. Let's shout about it. Is it the team that are top of the league? Like, it is indeed. Yes, are, they've come the good. Mighty Stockport are yeah. top of the league. What an absolute turnaround that has been mm. the last seven weeks. Um, five straight wins. Another great win at the weekend against uh, away to Harrogate. We did think that would probably happen anyway, but three-one away win puts them at twenty-six points. Um, you know, pretty much. Yeah, there's only. No, there's no team that can catch them now. They they are straight top of the league. If Swindon win their game in hand, they're only on 25. So, yeah, top of the league, 20, 26 points. Notts County, even though they've had a bit of a rough last few games, a bit up and down, are still second with 24 points. Mansfield, after their incredible win um, against Notts County, actually, are on 23 points. That's a great that's a great stat. So, 21 goals scored, only 10 conceded this mm. season. Stingy. That, stingy. Certainly stingy at the back. It's Yeah, brilliant. Um and then crew uh on 23 points a uh, good win at the weekend uh against uh, Tranmere at home um Wrexham um are uh, keep propping up the league fifth in the league um an unbelievable result really uh 2-0 down against Salford um Matt Smith getting a couple but then you know it just all happens and Stephen Fletcher's scoring goals again it's just great to see one of them like Hollywood stories, and it, it's just, we could have easily talked about Wrexham, but we know we talk about them every week. But they're just providing. Well, 
let me tell you how many times we talked yeah, about yeah, them, tell Andy. Me about we times only three. We've only really? talked about them three times. Yeah, our our most talked about team is in fact Notts County. We have spoken about them on six separate occasions, occasions. which is actually quite a lot, to be fair. That um, is true. Yeah, Wrexham upper upper mid table, probably about where they are in the league. To be fair, probably about uh, yeah, about about fifth place, playoff places on the uh, table of people that the FL session pod reviews. Nice, um, but yeah, another great win. Just unbelievable. I saw the commentary, I think, of the Wrexham game and they just go absolutely potty when Davis <laughs> scores the goal to make it 3-2. Uh, Swindon, um, like we said, a bit. Of the, I, I feel like they're the gunslingers. I think they're the leads of uh, League 2. Um, they're on 22 points and then Gillingham still holding on to a uh, slim lead um, in the playoff zone um, on 22 points in seventh place. But uh, had a bit of a rocky last five games. Lost, draw, loss, win, loss. <laughs> We'll then go to the uh, depths of the table, but Forest Green have moved up to 23rd after that resounding win against Colchester. Uh, they're on 10 points, and Sutton United, <laughs> after their rapturous 4-0 win of Walsall, which we couldn't... Yeah, again, we talked about last week because they beat mm. Walsall, which is nuts. They get absolutely humbled by Donnie, 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 Donnie Rovers, um, 4-1 um, away, so... Yeah, they're they're back on seven points, still on seven points, sorry, and uh, languishing at the bottom of the table. Seventeen scored and thirty conceded this season. That is a big old woof. Yeah, that is that is abysmal. Actually, I I hadn't hadn't fully clocked that. That's what almost two and a half goals a game they're conceding. What the hell is going on? (laughs) I know it's nuts. I need to shore up shop at the back. Come on, Matt. Ten at the back. Ten at the back, Mister Gray. Yeah, some clean sheets under our belt. What is happening? I say our belt. I've sort of become an unofficial fan considering half of their team is just ex-Orient players. But I can't. This I can't abide by this. I can't twin myself with a team on single-digit points after thirteen games. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Hundred percent. That's uh, yes, yeah, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, well, that is our that is our game week review. Um, mm. for League One, League Two, and. Uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll be back in a mo where we'll go through the predictions league and we will then talk about how our early season predictions or table predictions for the championship have gone so far. So we'll see you in a mo. <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome back uh, after the break. Um, hope you've got a nice cuppa. Um, hope you've sat on the sofa or wherever you listen to this podcast and are back to are ready to get back into it. And we are back with the Prediction League in force. So, um, Joe, do you want to give us a reminder of the scores so far before I go into the... Uh, oh, actually, go through the games that have happened and look at the latest scores. That's the one we do normally, isn't it? I'd, I'd love to, and don't worry... I- Typically, as per every other week, it will be brief. There are not a lot of maths to be done because anything plus zero remains what it was before. Um, Blackpool Stevenage, uh, I went for a 2 0 win to Stevenage. You went for a 1 0 draw, and it was obviously a 3 0 win to Blackpool, so nil poire. Um, Forest Green versus Colchester, <laughs> I predicted a nil nil, a poor draw. Um, you went for an optimistic 2-1 for Colchester, home home team. 
for you. And again, obviously, it was a goal fest. 5-0 to Forest Green. Nil point. And Grimsby versus Accrington Stanley. I said 4-1 Accrington Stanley. I don't know what I was smoking at that point in time. <laughs> um, you got the correct score 2-0, but the wrong way around. You ah. 2-0 to Grimsby when it was, in fact, 2-0 to Accrington Stanley. So I escape game week 11 with one point. You have none, which brings our total up to me on 16 versus you on 20. Still a still a little bit away of away in the in the lead there. Well, it, you know, it was a shocking week um, again. Um, yeah. Are they <laughs> shocking? Are they shocking if every week they're, <laughs> they're zero? Does yeah. that just become the norm? I think what's more shocking was if we actually got a score right. I think that would really shock me at this point in time. Completely agree. Yeah, 100%. Um, but you will have a chance, Joe, to redeem yourself, certainly, um, because we are going to do a bumper predictions league because we are obviously Excellent. out next week. Um, so we're going to do two game weeks, so two games per league per game week. Um, so one one game week per yeah. uh, per league, and then we'll do two. So I'm going to go for game week, the one coming up. So this will be Saturday the twentieth. For the first game, I'm going to get you to do in the championship is Rotherham Ipswich. Rotherham Ipswich. That is the going Friday to night be... game, by the way, on TV as well. Excellent. Uh, so I will be watching Ipswich win three nil. Nice. Very convincing win. Um, I do think Ipswich will win. I think it will be a 3-1. Nice. So, yeah, no worries. And in League One, um, we'll do Cheltenham-Cambridge. Ooh, okay. I think two teams not in great form, but Cheltenham in worse form. I'm predicting a 1-0 Cambridge win. Gas and a Hadme, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he answers the pod's calls for help, maybe maybe he'll be a nailed on scorer. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm actually going to go for a Desmond tool. It's going to be actually Ooh. high scoring. And wow. Cheltenham will be back at the races, but it'll only be a draw. Yeah. That would make a... <laughs> I mean, that would surprise me. That, <laughs> yeah. would, that would double Cheltenham's goal scoring tally for the year to date. But yeah. Agreed. Cool. And then uh, for League Two, it's uh, Accrington uh, MK Dons. Oh, OK. So this one is going to depend, isn't it, on whether MK Dons can get a manager in, I reckon. But yeah. I think Accrington Stanley 2, MK Dons 1. Nice. Sounds good. Um, I am going to go for... I'm going to go on the side of... MK Don's winning 3-0. Bold Ooh, calls. I love that, yeah. Fair yeah. fair play. Bold calls. Um, okay, then we'll go on to the next game week. And uh, I think it's going to be a tough one to call because I don't know mm. how to call it. But Sunderland-Norwich. Two teams in pretty good form. Yeah, I hate that. 1-0. Um, 1-0, yeah. Safe bet. Um, now mm. I'm going to go for Sunderland. Tony Mowbray is going to get the fun uncle is going to get humbled again. I'm going to go two 0 Norwich. <laughs> I, I love that. I thought you, <laughs> I thought you were sort of introing him to have a good week, but no, you're going to humble the fun uncle. He's 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 too fun. He's having too much of a laugh. Get away from those kids, Tony. Lose <laughs> that again. <laughs> uh, um, okay, the next game is um, Joe's favourite team, Bristol Rovers versus mm. Northampton. 
Uh, well, a pretty obvious 4-0 win for Northampton there, I reckon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go for a 4-0-0 draw. Yeah, fair. Probably slightly more sensible, but <laughs> head, a heart overhead that in the, in that one. <laughs> and a, and an interesting one again to finish you off is Salford Swindon. Ooh, okay. Swindon Town three, Salford one. I'm going to go bowl four nil Swindon. I think they're going to yeah. absolutely gunsling him away. Yeah, I mean either of those work. I'd be I'd be pretty happy with any of that, <laughs> those results really. Um, so. It'll cool. be interesting to see how the how this game week, these two game weeks go, and uh, how the predictions league table will sort itself out. Because you've got six opportunities here, Joe, to make up the gap, and I'm sure you will. Yeah, I'm I'm desperate. Um, also, although, we have an oh god, god. I was gonna say, although I'm I'm very much uh, also sort of low key hoping that we get everything wrong and then get zero points over six games. That would be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> well, I wouldn't find it very funny. Well, but okay. we 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 have a number of um. Well, do we have a number of them or just a couple? Um, we've actually got well one by the looks of things one debutant in the predictions league, uh, Rotherham. We have not been tasked with predicting one of their games to date. So there we go. There we go. Every, everyone gets a fair share. I'm I'm basically. I'm on. I'm absolutely on one now about this yeah. whole. Um, they they don't get a fair shake uh, in on the FL Sesh podcast. This is a this is a commune. This isn't a dictatorship, and uh, everyone will get their their turn. Two cents exactly. Mm. Cool. Well, what I think to sign off the episode, Joe, was because mm. we obviously haven't spoke about the championship in this episode because all the games didn't happen. Mm. It'd be interesting to see how we're doing against the uh, championship table against our predictions. Mm. Um, so, Joe, I know, remember you wrote them down, you are predictions. Oh, I, I, Andy, I'm all over it. For someone who consistently predicts games so poorly, I have more stats than bloody Sky Sports. I've <laughs> got spreadsheets, I've got colour coding, I've got the lot. And Love it. Everything it tells me, I seemingly don't do. Um let me give you some highlights. Let me give you some it. highlights. So we both predicted Southampton to come first and they're currently 10th. So we're nice. not doing great on that front. Um, I currently have two teams in exactly the same position that I said they were going to come. And you've got one and it's a shared team. So we both said QPR would come 22nd okay. and then randomly Swansea are 12th. And I also said they'd come 12th. Um, I guess the biggest winners for both of us so sort of outperforming our individual expectations um for me well is obviously preston because i'd been coming yeah. 19th closely followed by it which to be fair who i had coming 14th um and for you it's cardiff you had them yeah. almost rock bottom but they are actually in the heady heights of eighth um followed yeah again by by preston who you you weren't as low on them as I was, but but yeah, are obviously trouncing both of our expectations. Um, I try to look at it. who's who's the biggest loser. I mean Middlesbrough. We both had Middlesbrough to come third, and they're obviously yeah. languishing 16th. in sixteenth. So that's not great. Um, Four straight wins though. Carrot balls. Yeah, on that's true. Carrot ball back in the game. That'll that'll turn around pretty quickly. Um, and actually, from there, you don't have too many stinkers. You like. 
there's a couple that are a bit of a way out, like Millwall, not exactly bang on, and yeah, and Swansea as well. But but other than that, you're fairly fairly bunched. Mine are just all over the gaff. Like I mean, Bristol City miles off. Um, they were the prodigal sons, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I was very very In robustly high trust. on Bristol City. Yeah, I should not have. I I am the emu, and and he is the Nigel. Um, it cut again the Cardiff I'm miles off. Uh, West Brom miles off. Uh, what I've said Watford, yeah, not very close. I mean, yeah, but it's not looking good for me, but. Don't we'll get there. Hey, exactly. It's still shaking out. We're not even a third of the way through the season yet. Like plenty of football still to be played. Was it? Was it? Was would you say there was any teams that you completely underestimated? Would you say? Would you say Ipswich are the one for Preston? Were the one for you? Would you say in your league? I think. Well, I I mean I underestimated Preston more, but I think what what surprises me most is Ipswich. I thought mm. I legitimately thought I was being generous by putting them fourteenth. I was like, I think I'll be okay, but I don't think they'll be that good. But how wrong I was. Like I I yeah, I've got that miles wrong very clearly. They have been they have been nothing sort of sensational to be totally honest. It's yeah. been brilliant. Like top scorers in the league, twenty five goals. In the first eleven games is is nuts, which is great for me. If I remember right, I think probably I underestimated. Yeah, Cardiff probably being the big one. I probably put Hull. I didn't put. Did I put Hull around there? I felt like Hull were pretty low on my expectations. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hull. You quite severely underpredicted, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So I think they were the two ones for me. Um, but I think the team that surprised me, not surprised me, because we actually, I think we both put them as our team to watch, and that is Birmingham. I think we put as mm-hmm. Birmingham as our team to watch this season, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember rightly. Yeah. So, and they've been doing really good. Two straight wins after, you know, a rough rough couple of weeks. And maybe the Rooney experiment's going to happen and, and it's going to go well and they might solid, consolidate themselves. But they've certainly done better than even I predicted them. I put them, I think, probably just outside the playoff zone, I think. Yeah, exactly um, that. But um, yeah, no, that's probably a team that I've been pleasantly surprised with. But we did put them as our, we did put them as our, uh, as our team to watch, and also our player of the season. We put Kirit Kidinjusby Hall, and he's, I think, that's been a very safe shout. He's been probably one, if or even if the best player in the league so far this season. He's been nothing short of a sensational, to be totally honest. Yeah, I agree with that. Even not even the EFL sesh jinx could could make him have a bad season. He's been. A high quality player in the in the championship, and I have to say as well, Leicester. To be fair, you you, you had them coming second, but I I wasn't convinced. I think you I, no. I thought they'd lost too many good players and wouldn't. I I, I hate. I, I was not convinced by the Marisa yeah introduction either. But no, fair play. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Eh, proving me wrong. <laughs> that, that that never happens. Um, uh, yeah, I'll I'll eat that humble pie. They've been fantastic this year. To be fair, uh, they are doing they are doing the uh, business like Exeter City were at the start of the season for me and my deep hatred for Gary Caldwell. So it's true. <laughs> I I need to offer a basically immediate retraction of my very first opening statement as well. I I said you only had one correct um, oh. position, and that was utter rubbish. You have seven. Seven exact, right. Yep. So Nuts. Sunderland in fourth, Leeds in fifth, Norwich in seventh, Bristol City in 14th, Huddersfield in 19th, 
QPR in 22nd and Rotherham in 23rd. Well, I was I was I was reading the wrong. <laughs> Seven uh, column, out of 24 is, is not bad yeah. on exact exact teams. That is nothing. It, you're right. It isn't bad. Um, it's unbelievable, actually. Um, fair 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 play. I thought I noticed it and was like, oh, should I correct myself? I could just not. I could just pretend, but no, yeah. I'm nobler than that. Hopefully, somebody somewhere, some EFL god is looking down on me and he will grant me one prediction wish um in in i don't know in response to that 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 nice act that i've done well i say yeah. nice act lying originally accidentally <laughs> and then correcting myself thereafter Calm but up. yeah exactly hopefully Calm that comes back around say, well they? no hopefully it's nice hopefully it's good for me i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah fingers I crossed i don't want to be punished by it no, absolutely not. Mm. Well, that is uh, that is everything on this week's edition of the uh, EFL Sesh podcast. As we alluded to, we won't be in next week. Both, uh, as Joe said, me and Joe are going uh, international and uh, supporting our national teams um, on international break. And we'll very much come back refreshed, ready to go and be back stronger. Um, but as, uh, as I always do, let's plug the socials, you know, listen to the FL Sesh podcast and all your major podcasting platforms, whether that being Apple podcast, Amazon music, um, Spotify, all that good stuff. Make sure you give us a five-star review and keep sharing with your friends, your family, um, you know, and, and whoever, you know, share it on your socials. We always interact with our fans and it's great to, great to see. And we're, the viewing figures are just going up and up and up every week and we very much appreciate it um so you know keep keep it coming we we love doing what we're doing and you know it's it's something that we want to continue to do certainly for for the upcoming season so you know what well, I'm, I'm very much enjoying it and i know joe is as well so that's great um also on twitter and instagram so we're on at efl sesh pod please follow us and subscribe and look at all of our content you know we try and do stories quite a lot of the time and uh we we try and re- retweet a lot of the important stats and give credit where credit's due some great stats on twitter if you follow any of the kind of efl twitter pages um or just you know general just accounts or other podcasts you know please do you know share the podcast love of all other creators you know it's super important that you do and it keeps you know the podcast community growing so you know plug out all the efl sesh equivalents but there is only one efl sesh and on that note we hope you have a lovely rest of your evening and we'll speak to you very soon see you in two weeks ta-da